Today on The Brevity Code, I've got Shalene Bryant. She's a former Hollywood producer. She's been an actress. She's been a writer. And she tells a crazy tale of how her professional life has taken a complete shift and how she literally wakes up every day in service of other people. Sort of the opposite, I think, of where she once was. So we're going to hear all about that. She's she's a, an accomplished speaker. She's written books. Um, she's really doing something wonderful for the world and in feeding children and, and affecting lives and changing lives literally on a global basis. So we're going to hear her story and all about that today. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by Town Park. These guys are great. The guys behind the brand are fantastic. They're really doing a lot to be the premier brand here in Orange County. And certainly I'm backing their efforts 100%. It's a beer I enjoy drinking. My personal favorites, I like the blonde and I like the lager. And I also like the IPA. But I would also invite you to uh, check out their tap room. So if you're on your way to an Angel game, stop in there first, have a beer with those guys. I think they've got like 15 beers on tap. And um, they're doing an awesome thing. It's a beautiful facility and they're good dudes. Go check it out. Town Park. On the Brevity Code podcast, we'll explore a wide range of topics from the very people that give form and color to our world. We'll hear from artists, brand builders, industry leaders, pro athletes, fitness and endurance coaches, philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and many others. Through their actions, they enrich us with their vision, creativity, and bravery. Our guests have all been successful by flying in the face of conventional wisdom. We'll learn from them the ways in which we can apply that very knowledge to our own path and toward our own self-fulfillment. Hey guys, today we have Shalene Bryan. I'm super excited to have her on. Shalene and I have an interesting past. We met at a TEDx event. We were both speakers on a panel and it was my first real speaking gig and I was terrified and she came out like a rock star and just just owned the crowd, owned the stage. Anyway, I want to dive into that with her. But anyway, welcome to the show, Shalene. Thank you, Ryan. And Ryan, you killed it. Quit being modest on your show. You killed it. People don't get asked to do TED Talks that aren't, you know, pretty hot. You know uh, what I mean? So no, you were awesome. I loved your talk. Well, seriously. No, but you're you're one of those people, you know, I was sitting there on the rehearsal day and I was literally laughing out loud and brought to tears by your story. And you've been a person that has left an impression on me and some that I've always felt like was doing something for the better of humankind. And that's what we're here to talk about today um, is your message and your story and your mission. And it really is remarkable, but I don't know. There's just, there's just those people that we come across in life and we feel like I want to I want to just, I want to hug them and I want to be around them. And I just, you me. <laughs> I, I wish you were in studio. I would. Uh, we're making history today. First, you're the first female guest and I'm, I'm bummed. I, yeah, that I haven't had a female on prior. And second, you're the first philanthropic, uh, true philanthropic guest. So, um, and I'm so happy to share your story and spread the word today. So by the way, so when, when we were doing the, um, the TEDx deal, I mean, like, I know you you have a Hollywood background, as you guys heard in the intro, um, and you've you from an actress to a writer and to a producer uh, level. Do you get nervous? Because I was dying, literally. I know you said okay, whatever I delivered, but I was. Um, I don't know if you know this, so I'm going on. I get mic'd, and the the person that's you know the the stage prepper, she yeah. goes. Um, hey, there's uh, this is what she told me, and I could have blanked, but she said some of the effect of. Hey, there's 1,200 people live in our audience, and there's 30,000 registered live streaming. And then she taps me on the back and goes, "Okay, you're on." And I was like, <laughs> I, that, "That's a cue for don't suck." Oh that's my god! Is. I mean, don't I was <laughs> I was flooded with fear. I mean, 30,000. I'm thinking like, okay, I've been to a Laker game. I think there's like 17,000 at a Laker game. So two times a Laker game, that's a ton of people. Don't blow it. So how are yeah. I got it? How are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like for me, this is my lane. Like you want me to sing, I'd be freaking out. No chairs would turn on the voice. You know what I mean? But for this, communicating, storytelling, empowering people, getting people excited to launch into why the heck are you here? Why do you think you're here at this time in 2018? Like, what is that about? And and when you know what that why is, then kill it. Like, like wake up and, and if there's air in your lungs, it's a good day. Yeah. Like God still want, has plans for you. you know? <laughs> I watch some of your other talks and you continue to slay and bring a great message and, and you know, good for you. I, I'm still, I, I do it, but I always feel like that was my Navy SEAL training of, so any speech I give now, whether it's at a university or a high school or whatever that level, I'm yeah. no longer intimidated anymore because I feel like that was the, that was the peak that 
I don't think it's going to get any more yeah. challenging than that. Yeah. You know? You're right. TED Talks so. are kind of a big deal. So oh. you started at the top, Ryan. So then now it's like, <laughs> you're good to go now. Oh, man. Well, I, I love the podcast format. Like, I just think this is such a cool way of communicating messages and storytelling. It's so. funny you say that. Nobody even knows this yet. So I'm just going to share it with your listeners. But I am just finishing season one of my first podcast called Splash with Shalene Bryan. And um, my my co-host with me is Barbara Cameron, uh, Kurt Cameron and Candace Cameron's mom, my mentor, my buddy. Oh, yeah. So we'll be watching our first season coming up here. So it's super exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah, I know. It's so easy. Like it's then having to get on a plane and fly all over. Like I'm like, I can just share this right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice. <laughs> it is. It In my pajamas. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Technology is awesome. Um, so let's, let's, uh, without further ado, I would, I would love to, um, just have you share your story and I, I'm going to do my best not to interrupt, but you know, I, I, I'm don't blame me. I may have a question for you, but sure. I'm going to, I think, um, you just do your thing and we'll go from there. Okay. So as you said, you know, I was producing in, in Hollywood. I kind of like to say I went from producing to poverty. Um, yeah. and by that, um, in 2003, our children were born. My husband and I have been married 28 years, and we had kids in 96 and 99. And so after they had been born, I wanted them to feel how blessed they were living in America. So we sponsored a couple children over in Africa, the exact same ages of our children. Oh. So we got a little boy who was born in 1996 and a little girl who was born in 1999 for Brooke. And they would just be on our refrigerator. And one night I was having a party because I'm Italian and I love people. And a neighbor of mine who wasn't even really a close friend brought her friend who was visiting. So I don't even know who the lady is. But this woman was so bold and she points at my refrigerator pictures and she said, you fell for that? How do you know those kids aren't 40 years old and they're just taking your money? And I'm like, I'm sorry, lady, what's your name? Like, get out of my house, you know? Because here I am teaching my kids how blessed they are. And she goes, yeah, I never really fall for that. So that night I go to bed and I go, Bryce, to my husband, I'm going to Africa. I want to see where our, you know, 38 bucks a month's going. And he's like, cool, honey, let's spend $3,000. Like, you're crazy. You don't even have a passport. <laughs> like, your big adventure is the Four Seasons Hotel. You know what I mean? And I go, Bryce, I'm serious. Like, we're telling Blake and Brooke we're sponsoring these kids in their name. And if I'm paying for some guy's Porsche, I'm going to blow this thing open. Like, I'm going to be Diane Sawyer. So we're going to tell no one we're coming. Like, I'm all in. And the man's been married to me for a while, Ryan. He's like, you need to settle down. Because, like, you need shots for this. This is East Africa, honey. This isn't the posh South Africa like you see in the movies. I go, you're going with me, Bryce. What are you, what are you kidding me? You're getting the shots? We're going. So... My parents come down to watch our two young kids. This is 2003, you know, and the night before our trip, my husband gets deathly ill and I'm like, it's a sign yep. we're going to die in the plane, you know, <laughs> and make our kids orphaned Do I go try to find these kids that are 40, you know, he's like, honey, you're not sick. You got to do this. Like you're, you're pumped up. And I go, you're going to leave your only wife. You're going to send me across the world. Like who's going to carry my luggage, Bryce? What are you kidding me right now? He's like, babe. Like, you got to do this. Yeah, he's super sick. And he wakes up and I, I literally ripped the pictures. I'm a little ticked that my husband's not going with me. I'll be really honest. And I ripped the pictures off my refrigerator and I fly from LAX to Heathrow, from Heathrow to Entebbe. And I show up in this little village called Gaba in East Africa. And I had been in coach. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Save your miles, people. Like, don't do it. And so I was cranky. And I get off the plane and I'm like, hi, I'm from America. And I came to meet my two children, like AR212 and GR479. Like, where are they? And this gracious woman is like, follow me. And she hikes me, Ryan, into the back lot of a movie set. It was like mud huts, the size of my walk-in closet with a bad looking sheet for a front door. And she goes, this is Omega's house. And that's my little girl on my refrigerator. And it was literally the size of my bedroom, like a, a huge walk-in closet type thing, like with a bad looking sheet, no electricity, no running water. And I pull the sheet back to go inside. And this little girl darts at me and she goes, Mzungu, which means white, but I didn't know that. <laughs> and um, I'm thinking she's saying like angel, like this white girl just dropped from the sky. And I didn't recognize her because she had grown from her photo on my refrigerator. I go, Omega? She goes, yes. I go, I'm Shalene. She goes, I know. Oh my and God. as I was hugging her, oh I know. Like I would my little daughter, Brooke. I'm thinking she's real, like 38 bucks a month. And then my eye catches the Christmas card photo of our family embedded in her med wall. And I'm thinking she's been getting my mail. 
I was like just blown away. At that moment, I'm like, I'll get you anything. Like I have an American Express card. Like, what do you want, Omega? And she gets <laughs> a smile on her face. She goes, oh, I'd love a bed. And I'm like, cool. Where's Target Jungle out here? Like, <laughs> like where do you get, you know, a pottery barn or something? So I took her and Al Onis, I call him Al, our little boy over there, into Kampala. Because you see, in Uganda, 80% of the population is under 20 years old. It's like Neverland over there, okay? So I take them into Kampala and I buy them beds, sheets, a mosquito net for the malaria, a blanket, and a pair of shoes for $20. I'm thinking we're all Oprah over here. Who wants the The beds were like three bucks. I went back to her village and did an HGTV design on a real (laughs) dime. Like I'm rolling out linoleum. I'm passing out $3 beds. I'm thinking if my girlfriends back home knew that I'm skipping a manicure pedicure and I'm keeping these kids alive, fed in school, they'd skip it. So when I got back, I was a little jacked up. As you can tell, it's 2018 and I'm still jacked up. Um, (laughs) So I made a promise to those kids. I'm like, I'm going to go back to America and we're going to bring food and clean water. This isn't, I'm not, you know, curing cancer. We'll let the smart people do that. But I definitely can get you clean water and something to eat. That's ridiculous. I'm a mom. Of course we can. So it just changed my life. And so I got back and that's when my husband and I founded skip1.org. Skip something, feed a child. Skip one thing once in your life for the sake of someone else. A latte, a lunch, a pack of gum, a round of golf, a haircut, paint your own nails. I don't care what it is. Wash your own car and take what you would have spent on that item and you donated it. Skip one. And it's the number one. It's not O-N-E. It's skip1.org. And our promise at our 501c3 is we will give away 100% of all public donations for the acquisition and distribution of food and water projects. So no one's on payroll. We've been, we've been uh, doing it since uh, September 1st of 2009, building kitchens and putting in wells all over the world and uh, working with homelessness and prisoners here in America. And it's been unbelievable. Wow. I, I mean, I have chills and I really like, I do get choked up when I hear that. I just... There's a lot to unpack and I want to kind of go back and ask some questions related to your your first journey and up to present. So I guess my first question was, you know, can you, I understand poverty and I've seen the, well, let me ask you this. When, when you first signed up um, on the monthly to support the child, was that on a whim? Were you laying in bed at, you know, 11 o'clock eating some popcorn and that, 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 TV commercial we've all seen with the thought, the distended belly and the flies. And was it that organization or what, what, what? Yeah, no, what, what? Um, I, turn, I turn the channel when that comes on. Right. Cause I just, it's just too difficult to look at. Uh, we had friends who had sponsored some kids. Yeah. We live in America. I mean, the reality is 1% of the world lives the way we do Ryan and the rest of the world's living on less than $2 a day. Yeah. So here's a truth for you. If you slept in a bed last night and had a roof over your head and you keep your food in a refrigerator like I do, you are richer than 75% of the entire world population. Yet we run around saying we're broke when really we're overfed and unconcerned and we need to skip that. Yeah, that's, it's so good. The message is so simple and so pure. Uh, It just, it, it, I'm hoping that everyone listening is is really letting this sink in, um, what Shalene is talking about and what she's doing. Um, uh, you know, I, I, the first question I guess that strikes me is: Here you are, you're this successful person in a in a in an industry that's incredibly competitive and challenging, and and you're yeah. you're 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 in it. You're you're running that game. I mean, you're. You're doing all facets right. of the game, right? Yeah, you're you're doing yeah. it. You've kind of got that lifestyle. You're kind of doing your thing. I'm sure life is good. Yeah. And then your world takes a paradigm shift based on, and I think I heard this in one of your, your prior interviews or podcasts. So you said that someone poked the bear, right? Yeah. And yeah. So, but I a think- A mama bear. Uh, the pokes a mama bear. See, when you see children who don't have parents- So if 80% of a population of a country is under 20, I mean, moms and dads are wiped out. You see a teenage girl raising her siblings. 
um, trying to catch rabbits, trying to go down to the water hole to get clean water where the animals actually crap and bathe in it. Yeah. And so you actually come face to face with that. I couldn't come back here and just be business as usual with that information. Mm -hmm. So it was easier for me to ignore it and turn the channel. Don't actually travel outside of my bubble. Don't actually go to the ends of the earth. Um, see, I can live a little more simply so that other children and families can simply live. Yeah. Because we want for nothing here. Our water comes in 15 different flavors, propel grapes, strawberry. I mean, I'm not worried yeah. that people listening are going to fail. They live in the land of opportunity. We live in America. I'm not worried that any of your listeners are going to fail at anything. My fear is we could succeed at something that doesn't matter. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So what we put into others is really the only thing you could take with you. Your car is not coming with you, your degrees, the home you live in, the car you drive, the clothes you wear, the job you work, that stuff is all temporary. On your expiration date, you're not taking that with you. But what you put into other people, you will reap a benefit of that. That is eternal. Look, I mean, you're, you're walking the walk, right? I think there's a lot of people out there that... And I don't want to discredit anyone. Look, there's a, there's a lot of good organizations out there and people go to gala dinners and they do that whole thing and they they buy their Louis Vuitton bag and at some point a portion of that probably does some good down the line. But here you're I just can't imagine getting poked by someone and and looking at that little gal in your refrigerator and then going, "That's it. I'm getting on a plane. I'm going." <laughs> like those are those are just I don't know, you're just that's, I'm crazy. Well, that's yeah, not, that's a <laughs> Yeah, no, it's okay. No, that is, and, and this is the thing I want to be sure that everyone hears this, okay? Your story is not going to be my story. For me, I was raised with a SWAT guy for a dad. Okay, he needed to have sons. I mean, a dad who would set a fire alarm off at two in the morning, I'd get my baby sister out of the second floor window, throw her into the pool, jump in after her, and then go stand on the mark. And my dad would say, if there's a fire, girls, this is what you do. So for me, I always checking into things. I should have been in the FBI, I think, or something, you know? Like, like checking into things and double checking has always been, I'm a truth teller. Like, I want to seek out the truth and whatever it is. So that if we're going to jump in as a family or get involved in something, if it's a company, if it's a community, if it's a church, if it's a uh, new job or moving to a new state, I'm going to check it out. And so I couldn't just, I think it's dangerous for us Americans when we take our eye off the poor, because then we think mm. the way we live is normal when really there's nothing normal about it. Yeah. We actually are, the way we live, 1% of the entire planet gets to live the way we do. Yeah. Let's, um, I think that's a good opportunity to talk about some of the successful events that you've thrown. And so you invited, after the Ted talk, we met um, yeah. and you said, Hey, I'm throwing an event. And I think it was a few months down the line in LA and I grabbed my wife and was happy to, to be a part of it. And, you know, so you, we kind of get there and there's cocktails happening and, you know, it's at a great venue. And I remember thinking, you know, and this is kind of par for the course. This is how these things go. I know what's coming next right. where everyone gets seated. We're kind of ushered from the bar area into a big gala room. There's going to be speakers and all. we've all done this folks, right? Well, Shalene throws in this amazing twist and it's just so impactful that I, you know, I, it always has stuck with me and I may not get the facts right. And Shalene, you jump in, but somebody effective. So we sit down and, um, out of the back doors, um, a hundred waiters come flooding out and they've got the plates, uh, with the metal tin domes and what are they called? Chargers. Yeah. Chargers. Okay. So they come out with these chargers, right? And, and they, they set them down in front of us and every table gets their plates in front and, and the chef comes up and says, I've prepared a special meal for you this evening. And we're oh, great. This is going to be awesome. And okay, now everyone, could you please lift your charger? And everyone simultaneously lifts the charger and there's nothing on the plate. It is a, sorry, there is something on the plate. It's not food. What is on the plate is actually a picture of a child that as a result of us skipping a meal, we just fed. And so what was the number from the just, just, a, just a room full of people that would have been fed? What was that bill? $20,140. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Here's the thing is <laughs> I, I can't throw a gala 
I mean, it's just against everything that our ethos and culture is about at Skip One. And yet my board will say, hey, we want to share what we're doing around the world, Shalene. And these people are used to going to galas and they donate a lot of money to us. And I go, I understand that. But I mean, I need to skip 20 pounds. Like I'm not trying to eat more food, you know. And so it was so cool that my board allowed me to do this crazy idea because people played like 200 bucks a seat to come to this event. And it was at the lot in Hollywood and the big soundstage. And, you know, it was it was super cool. Um, But that plate was for you to take home to remind you of the child's life you just saved, saved because you skipped a meal. And that's the power of skip one. I think sometimes we think we have to wait till we're billionaires or millionaires or making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to be generous. When really a little girl on my website just skipped her tooth fairy money for $3 and she just bought a kid a bed in Africa. So the change on the floor of your car is what skip one's going for. Okay. Skip that. And we could change the world. Yeah. It's just, your name's not going to be on the side of a building about it. Yeah. Right. Well, and again, I think about the power of, of that event. And I think like from a marketing standpoint, like that's a clever genius idea, but because it came from your heart and it came from this real authentic place, it had that much more power. I mean, I think as you know, companies are out there and they're, how do I market my brand and how do I make a splash and how do I make a lasting impact? Well, you did that. You didn't even try. That's just what came from your heart. And I just think that is so huge and, and so telling about, you know, your, your enthusiasm and your passion that you bring every day. And so I, I don't know. And there's one more. Can you, can you tell, can you tell the other story? Yeah. I want to tell the cool thing that happened at the gala that you and your wife were at is after I told my story, like the one I just shared about my trip to Africa, I said, some of you might not even believe me. Like, who am I? I mean, I wish I could put everybody in the room on a plane and fly you to Uganda to see what I saw. So instead I brought Omega here and Omega from Uganda at the time she was 14, comes out on the stage and takes the mic and the room. It's so funny. You see all these A-list celebrities there and they're waiting in line to get a selfie with Omega. Here she comes and she thanks everyone for skipping their dinner to help feed her village. That's what was crazy about the night for me was having her there as our special guest. But, um, I try to, we do a big thing every year and I'd love for your, your listeners, especially if they're marketing geniuses, cause I'm not to get involved in something we do in September. It's called skip timber. That's our, that's our birthday, September 1st. So skip timber is you skip on the day you were born, not the month. So for instance, I was born November 20th, but September 20th is my skip day and I'll skip $20 or 20 tennis balls. Cause I love to play tennis or whatever it is, but you skip and it's called skip timber. And all of the proceeds, once again, go to our projects here in America and around the world. But it's such a cool way for a company or an organization or for people to splash their DNA on what they're really about and say, hey, let's get involved with Skip Timber. Like have a wall of all your employees or all your staff and, and when they're, what, what day they were born. What is your number? What's your number? Because that number could change a child's life forever. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been super fun. Candace Cameron Bure from Full House and Fuller House has been our spokesperson on that forever. Her mom is the chairman of our board. And um, it's, it's been really a fun event that we can do online without spending a hundred grand of a gala. Yeah, like, I right. don't want to spend that money. I'd rather give it to the, the village. Yeah, right. My friends don't need to eat anymore. We go out to lunches all the time. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, my board goes, we got to do another gala. So we had a gala at um, the Lowe's in Hollywood and we honored Candace actually. And so her whole, all of her full house and fuller house family came out and tons of people and celebrities um, because she won our legacy award. She is probably one of the most generous celebrities I've ever met. Normally a celebrity will show up at something and that's their gift to you. They don't write checks. No appearance fee. I'm here. Hey, I'm here. I got the (laughs) press here for you and nothing else. Um, And I'll, and I'll take that. I'm not saying that, but Candace will do things like do or dare the the show on Facebook. And she just raised $25,000 because she went on there for skip one. And, you know, she writes huge checks to skip one every year. 
Um, she puts her money where her mouth is. And um, so we honored her with the Legacy Award. And so that night, everyone shows up. Well, people who had gone to the event you went to um, kind of know that we're a bit crazy at Skip One. We don't do the conventional gala type thing. So this year, we decided to have all the tables be the different countries that were represented around the world for Skip One. So you'd sit down and there'd be an American flag, there'd be a flag in Haiti, there'd be a flag in the Dominican Republic, a flag in Rwanda, uh, North India, we have flags in Manila and the Philippines. So there's all these tables and then the waiters come out to serve the food. And I thought it was so telling because obviously the American table has steak and lobster and wine and cheese and bread and, <laughs> and appetizers and salads and, and everyone's loving it. They're just digging in, right? No one's looking around at the tables next to them to see that there's brown water, pea, pea brown pea thing, a, a thing of rice with no silverware. Everyone, all 10 people have to kind of just, I guess, reach in and grab a piece of it. And what was so telling was just like us in America right now, no one noticed that the other tables didn't have mm. what, what they were eating. Mm-hmm. That we had so much and we were just totally consumed that no one said, hey, can I share a shrimp with you? Or right. here's a piece of my steak. <laughs> and um, it was cool because Kim Douglas, um, who's from the Ellen show, she was our MC, And she had a camera guy walking around going, what are you eating? What are you eating? And the American table's all, Opa, you know, they're just like having a great time. And um, yep. it was really, it was really powerful for the people in the room to say, yeah. wow. Um, I think I sometimes take my eye off this. And I love what Seth Godin says. He's just a stud. He goes, when was the last time you did something for the first time? And mm-hmm. so people who are looking at their companies or even in their life, um, are, you just, are you just doing the same thing? Are you just on that hamster wheel? You're just, you're killing it, but you're just doing the same thing yeah. every day. And you wonder why you get burned out. You wonder why you're not creative. You wonder why you're not leading well. You wonder why your, your company's not going to the next level. You wonder why. And it's because when was the last time you did something for the first time? Mm-hmm. Kind of like you having me on your show. I'm the first woman that's yeah. been on your show. Yeah. I'm the first time you've had a philanthropist on your show. I'm the first time, right? So yeah. this show is going to be a little different than your DNA's been. Yeah. But that's good. Absolutely. We all need to embrace that a little bit more instead of trying to look like each other. See, God's a creator. He's not a duplicator. He made us each very unique. Yeah. With super cool skills and gifts and talent. And I think we all need to be launching into that with our best foot forward as leaders. It's so important. Yeah, I'm smiling as I'm listening to you. I love it. I'm taking it all in. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of the the benefits of Skip One, you've you've gone from Uganda, and I assume that's a continuing and ongoing uh, area of service and dedication for you. Yeah, are there sure. other areas around the world? I know you mentioned that the tables are sort of the markers for. Yeah. But what does that look like on a on a global scale? And what's your area yeah. of focus? So we try to partner with, um, we, I like to call my mercy networks on the ground and empower the local people on the ground. If it's the local church or the local school or the local community, because I don't, I get to show up for 10 days and leave, Ryan, and come yeah. back to my posh home in right. LA, right? So these people, um, I want to create micro enterprise. So what happens is that they're faithful with a little bit that we give them. Then we'll go, okay, now we'll construct a kitchen, which means mm-hmm. we need to put in wells, which most likely will give us toilets um, so that there's places for the girls and the boys at the school. Um, that school is a lifeline. A church and a school in a village in a third world country, whether you go to church or not, that's, it's irrelevant. In a third world country, that is your lifeline. That's where you might get your only meal a day you ever will get all day long. And so it's really fun to partner with them and empower them with micro enterprise. And so we don't bring a bunch of, you know, architects and builders from LA to these countries. We hire locally. Yes. Because, you know, if you give a man a fish, right? He eats for a day, you, right? Yes. that is so true to be multiplied in anywhere we go. I think it's so important that you empower people locally because crap breaks, kitchens break, yep. things happen. Yep. And I would rather have the guy that I hired there give him money to feed his family. And when it breaks, be able to contact him and have him come and fix it at the school than to fly a guy out for three grand and pay him <laughs> to fix it. Yeah. 
Right. It's stupid. So um, it's been fun to empower people locally in the different countries that we're in and um, allow them to, to, to thrive. I think, you know, whatever we do for the least of these, he who, who gives to the poor is going to lack nothing. I have never met a generous person that was broke. Ever. Yeah. And I also believe that you're no fool when you give what you cannot keep to gain what you cannot have. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Is there, if, if someone is listening and they were, and they're just like, got this sort of fever that they're feeling you, is there a volunteer program? I mean, I know you said it's all sort of indigenous and to the country specifically, but is, do you have like this, anyone that comes and helps from a skip one representative point of view, or do you really try to keep it with your team and to the locals in the country you're serving or how does that work? Yeah. So people here in America that want to get involved, we we've had a skip for the homeless this holiday event. And we've had things like that where volunteers came out and packed glove bags, but we really uh, utilize people here that are like, I want to do something by empowering them and their companies to become skip one ambassadors. Okay, okay. It's not so much a volunteer as it's as much as um, starting a 5k or yeah. um, these girls at a high school did skip the dress because they only wear their prom dresses once. Right. Yeah, so yeah. here they have these gorgeous dresses here in Southern California and, um, and they will never be caught dead in it again. And they turn their gym at their school into a Nordstrom's and then girls from all over the community, they bust in girls from South central. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. And they could buy these dresses that they all, they skipped their dress and all the proceeds went to skip one.org. Yeah. Um, a little girl did a father daughter dance and she raised $2,800 and all the, her little friends from her dance thing made cupcakes. It's, it's whatever, however you want to splash that we are grateful. Um, but again, I'm not asking someone to skip a million dollars. I'll take a million dollars, but I'm asking <laughs> you, can you skip a lunch or a latte or a yeah. pack of gum or wash your car once this week and get it detailed next week? I mean, just one thing. If I could get everyone on the planet, Ryan, to skip one thing once in their life for the sake of someone else, there would be no, no food or water. Right, it's solved. Right. It's done. Right. Drop the mic. We're good. <laughs> and I'm out. It's like, it's, yeah. So And what happens too is the gift truly belongs to the giver. I thought I was going to go over to Africa. First, I thought I was going to find out these kids were 40 and it was going to be this big, you know, Diane Sawyer moment. But when I found out these kids not only were real, but they ended up changing my life and my lens because a lot of us are flying upside down and we don't even realize it. We have blind spots in our life and we hang out with people who who enjoy our blind spots too, and they don't even know it. And mm. it wasn't until I got out of my comfort zone and came face to face with compassion by meeting Omega and Alonis that my blinders fell off. And I finally got to see the life of love I'm supposed to be living, not a life filled of Shalene and Shalene's friends and mm. Shalene's titles and Shalene's stuff mm-hmm. and more Shalene stuff and more <laughs> things for Shalene. I mean, no, I mean, it's so easy to do. Yeah. It's so easy to do. That's why public storage is a huge conglomerate, right? I Absolutely. Mean, their stuff. Um, and like you, you, Look at all those storage facilities. You could just kill the world. You could feed the whole world. Oh, man. Are you in touch with the girls? Yes, with Omega. Um, well, yeah. Alan, he's a boy. He's a boy. Oh, he's okay. Uh, yes, and I don't have as much contact with him, but just was just was texting Omega uh, 30 minutes ago. So how old she, is she now? So what was so cool was she just graduated from high school with my daughter last year because they're the same age. Okay. So her out here and she just found out that she got into university in Uganda and we just paid her school fees and she's starting university on August 24th. And this girl is an entrepreneur, world changer. Uh, She's unbelievable. And I was so arrogant, Ryan, to think that she would want to move to America when I brought her here. Right, sure. Yeah. And oh no, Bryce, she's going to want to live with us. She's going to want to, what are we going to do? I'm going to have to adopt her, you know? And, uh, (laughs) I realized how arrogant that was of me. She loves her country. She wants to go back and thrive there. She wants to make huge changes. She wants to go get jobs for people and open up a store. And she, like her and my daughter have this business idea where they take all the goods from here that people skip and they start to skip one store in Uganda of all these LA clothes from celebrities and that you have by appointment only and you come in and you shop in the Ugandan store. And so they want to start this whole store and, and they're so <laughs> cute. But, you know, so she's taking business in college. That's what she's wanting it's to do. It's a beautiful thing. Did, did she not have parents? Is that the whole rub here or what? 
is are her parents? Her dad died. Um, she doesn't really have a memory of him. I think she was one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom um, is very sick. Um, I don't know if it's really her mom. Mm. See, sometimes in a village, like she calls me mom. Okay. Yeah. So, but Aunt Percy was her right hand. That's her sister. And she died last year. Mm. And it was so devastating for little Omega mm. because Aunt Percy was her safe place. What I like to call my hula hoop friends. Those, those five people that fit on one <laughs> hand you can go to for anything. Yeah. And they fit hula hoop space. But um, she... Yeah, she's had a hard, she had a hard year and she shared it with Brooke. She calls Brooke her sister. They're yeah. very close. Brooke and Omega talk once, once a week. Wow. Yeah. And, and then bringing it home. Like, so again, I, I don't know if I, so the countries that you guys serve. Yeah. So what does that look like? And then, and, and you mentioned um, America, I think early on too, as one of the tables that was there. But so give me a sense of the scope of what Skip One has achieved and where you're, and I didn't realize that there was a home front. I didn't realize yeah. that you're, so what does that look like? Yeah, because always it's funny because people will hear my talk and they're like, yeah, you know what? I, we need to help people in America. We, we need to help people in America. And I'm like, okay, don't let my story confuse you. Don't get twisted, all right? We absolutely are helping people in America, but my money and people who skips money goes so much further in these third world countries where kids are dying. No, no, they're dying because they don't have food or clean water. Our kids are dying of diabetes, okay? Type 2 diabetes right, right now. Right. Okay, let's get serious. So um, I also feel like when someone says that, they're maybe just getting a little defensive. And I always say to them, absolutely, what, what are you passionate about doing here? Because maybe that's your mission. Maybe you need to be launching into something here in America. For me, I want to take care of the least of these. The people who are the marginalized people who they're like second class to someone. And so when I think of America, Americans, that's the homeless people. We, you know, we try to pull our car up so that the door jam blocks their face when oh, you're at a red man. light or the greasy <laughs> chick at your Trader Joe's, you try to pass her by or walk in the other entrance. Cause I just don't want to read your beggar sign. I'm like, especially yeah. traveling all around the world. I had this huge issue where I was like, get a job. I'll give you a bike. Why don't you go deliver pizzas, but quit begging outside of my Trader Joe's until I started spending time with them. Mm. And I, you know, God really poked my heart about that. He says, who are the least of these in America, Shalene? You love helping the little children of the world. So a friend of mine, Chris Brogan, I don't know if you know Chris, but um, Chris Brogan introduced me. He, he Skip One is one of his favorite charities. And so he goes, I want you to come. I'm speaking at a big Oakley event. And he goes, I want you to meet a friend of mine, Mark Horvath of Invisible People. And I go, cool. So I'm sitting at a table with this guy. Mind you, I have a total homeless issue. Now, I never say that out loud because you sound unkind. But in my head, I had like, get a freaking job kind of attitude, right? I think you're speaking the truth. There's definitely something okay. to that. I, I, I have it too. I, I guess I, I heard someone say this. That someone said they had like a rule. So if you see a homeless person and, you know, they have no legs or they're missing a limb or they're, you know, either half blind or something, then they give because that person enters the disabled category. But I think what we don't see is a lot of the mental illness and things that we, we go, oh, well, that's an able-bodied person right there. But we, we don't, we can't see, we can't feel what's in, what's in their mind. And I, I don't know. It also seems to me like this homeless thing is a huge and growing problem. I mean, I see it here in Orange County. I'm sure you see in LA. I heard San Francisco yeah. is like off the charts. Clearly yeah. we have major systemic issues. Um, and I'd love to hear how you're planning on solving them, Shalene. <laughs> well, what was crazy was, so I had this kind of hardened heart. And when our heart is hardened towards something, I can't see the truth if I wanted to about the person. Because I've already judged you. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to give you my money. You're probably on drugs. You're probably going to use it and buy alcohol. You're probably going to blah, 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 yep. all the things. Yep. And so as I was sitting at the table, um, Chris Brogan speaking and he goes, yeah, I want to introduce you to Shalene at skip one and Mark Horvath of invisible people. And I said, so what's invisible people? Is that like invisible children? He goes, no, no, no. We, um, we care for homeless people. And I go, shut up. So Mark Horvath, who, by the way, YouTube gave them his home, their homepage. Cause he does these stories on the street on homeless people to get their stories. And, um, he let me go and be a guest chef at a homeless shelter because he said one word to me. He goes, yeah, 30% are mental. 
Well, guess what? I could probably find 30% of doctors and lawyers that are mental. Let's get serious. Teachers, all, all different types of people. Sure. But he goes, but the children, Shalene. And I went, wait, what? There's homeless children? He goes, yeah, they're in our <laughs> shelter. I ah. go, shut up, Mark. Are you kidding me right now? He goes, yeah, they don't want to be there. They go to public school. Their parents or their mom is homeless. They mm-hmm. have to be drug tested to get in our facility. Mm-hmm. So I went down to Glendale. It's called Ascensia. And I was a guest chef down there years ago. And I met this, these people that completely changed my life. They look just like you and me. Mm-hmm. The daughter has student of the week tacked up on her little bed. Mm-hmm. She would die if, if her friends knew she lived in a shelter at night yeah. and that she goes to school during the day and plays on the volleyball team. Mm-hmm. And mom can't even put, you know, put a roof over their head mm-hmm. um, because they just have, they have nobody. They, they were just a paycheck away from being homeless. Right. So I realized in that moment that I needed to do something. And so using the skip one model, I thought, what would it look like if every person took one homeless person, just one, and gave them the leg up of a lifetime? Like, what if I opened my Rolodex of connections? Like, I have someone who owns an apartment building in Van Nuys. I have friends who change their furniture every time Pottery Barn gets a new spring catalog. (laughs) I have, you know what I mean? I have people who have jobs. I have people who have internet things they could offer them. I, 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 I. So I called Mark and I said, listen, I have an apartment in Van Nuys. It's apartment number two. I skip one will pay the first and last month's rent and get the power on. A lot of homeless mm. people make a little income. They just don't have enough for first, last security yeah. to get the light on. That's freaking expensive. Yeah, that's I a mean, barrier. Honest, it's a very big barrier. Yeah. So um, he goes, I have someone that can afford 600 a month. Her name's RD. And I go, her name's Road? No, big R, little D, RD. I said, well, the apartment will be ready <laughs> February 1st. Do you know she's been in there for six years? Pays her rent on time every month. And she punked me on the Steve Harvey show in 2014. If you're, if your people <laughs> want to Google it, put in Shalene Bryan, Steve Harvey, and you will see this woman who got completely transformed because someone was willing to give her a second chance. That it's is, powerful. that is super powerful. Yeah, man, you're see, where does your goodness stop? Like you just, does this stop when you close your eyes at night, put your head on the pillow, or are you still dreaming about helping people? It's just amazing. No, I think what it is, is it's, um, it's a choice. I can choose to be pissed off and angry about it and, and kind of just balk at it and go, ah, I can't believe people live like that. Or what are they doing out here begging? Or they're probably, the, okay, that is like poison to your soul, people. You wonder why if someone listening right now is in a funk or you're depressed or you're, or you're just depleted or you're dehydrated. It's because true joy and love out of the heart, the mouth speaks. I can choose mm. joy, choose this day joy. And that kind of love is, is something that splashes onto everyone around you. See, yeah. I would much rather be with someone that is pulling me up on a table than someone pulling me off the table. We all know that, right? On a team, you want the person who's like, hey, let's fire it up. Let's go. Let's go. Take down the wall. Or the guy's like, we're not going to be able to do it. It's too hot today. The wall's too big. It's too expensive. I don't think we're going to make it. Right. You're just like, shut up. And you realize that um, there's so much power. We need to renew our minds. And for me, that's found in the Bible. Um, it's a kind of a bestseller. It's been around for 2000 years and I'm not arrogantly a Christian either. So don't get it twisted. I suck and need a savior. But for me, that's the rule book for my life. But, um, you know, what you do, what I put into others is the only thing I can take with me. So I think as my friend Candace has a new book out, it's called kind is the new classy. She couldn't be more accurate on that. It's just classy. Kindness is classy. Yeah. And this is so cool. I mean, my, on my, um, the last show I did, I did this Everest climber who's now 76 years old and he holds so, all these, right. He, he summited both sides of Everest and he's, you know, he, he didn't start climbing until he was 60 years old when, you know, most people go to, you know, Palm mm-hmm. beach and call it a day. And right. then, and then like I have you on. So like you guys are both traveling, traveling in your lanes and here's this super inspirational man who is just refusing to go gentle into that good night, you know, yeah. and he's yeah. really reshaping what my perception of is, you know, in, in your senior years. And then you have this person in you that's just so driven. And, and I, you know, I can feel, I could feel you coming right through the screen. I'm looking at just so pure in your mission and so unwavering. Like, I'm wondering what my lane is. I, I hear you too. And I'm like, God, I mean, I feel like I have pieces of you and I have pieces of him, but 
I don't know that I have found that pure lane yet. And I think it's a wonderful gift that you've been presented with your lane and that you listened and you took action. And I think that's what he did too. So I don't know. I guess just a general comment on what I'm hearing. And I just, I thank God for both people, you and he, and, and all the rest of my, everyone else that's on my guest is pretty damn, or on my show is pretty damn incredible. And I, uh, I stand to learn a lot. We all do. I mean, we, we absolutely all do. And, and I don't wake up and take a happy pill every day. Like, believe me, there are, there are sucky things that happen in my life. And there are things that happen that totally take me down to my knees, but I still have a choice at the type of attitude I'm going to have, because I still have to go through it. I always say this in one of my leadership talks. Um, (laughs) Do you know the story of the Buffalo? I don't know if I know the story of the Buffalo. I I didn't either. And um, the story, how I found out the story is too long for me to tell. I don't know if you have enough time, but in a thunderstorm, when a thunderstorm comes in, it comes in from west to east and horses and cows immediately run east. They want to get out of the storm. They want to get away from it as fast as they can. They want to avoid it. They want to hide from it, but not the buffalo. Mm. The buffalo turns west and charges the storm. And by doing that, they get through it in half the amount of time. So mm. I think sometimes we can run from the, the the goals and the dreams and the things that God has created you to do. We can run from it and hide from it. Or we can turn and charge the goal, the dream, the problem, right? And get through it in half the amount of time. You still have to go through it, people. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Cancer, divorce, a death, financial depression, uh, overeating, overdrinking, whatever it is. You just have to go through it. But I love that if an animal knows how to do that. What's our problem? <laughs> I love that. I, I don't want to be in the storm longer than I need to. And what's so crazy, and it's one of the most epic movies ever made, The Ten Commandments, right? And you see the big part of the Red Sea and you can go to Universal Studios and do it. But what's so crazy about those Israelites is when Moses brought them across the Red Sea on dry land, they started whining, complaining, and arguing. God drops food from the sky. They hit a rock, water comes out, and they're just bitching and complaining and complaining. But they stay in the wilderness for 40 years, never make it to the land of milk and honey. And guess what I just found out when I was reading? Do you know how long the journey was from the Red Sea to the promised land of milk and honey, basically Beverly Hills? Do you know how long that journey was? I don't. 12 days. 12 frippin' days. <laughs> and they turned it into a 40-year nightmare. And so I think, how many things in my life will I not get over? I'm just going to keep, nope, let's rehash it. Let's go over it again. No, let's not, let, no, 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 I'm not going to let it go. And it ends up becoming a cancer and you never make it to the land of milk and honey. Yeah. Never make it. And it was only a 12-day journey. They could have fasted for 12 days yeah. and walked to there with a six-pack and been totally fit. Right. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, like and naked think, and afraid, only being guided with Moses. Right. That's right. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Um, I, tell my, I always tell my, my nine-year-old son, hey, do the hard things first. You know, that's right. That's a, a very brief way of, of saying what you just said very articulately. But yeah, that's, you know, that's... A, it's, um, it's, that's the right message. That's a great message. Um, let's take a minute and you've written two books now. Yes. So Off when, talk. Uh, was that right? Is that? Yeah. So the publisher, Thomas Nelson saw my Ted talk. I never wanted to write a book. I hated English class. Are you kidding me? I'm a storyteller. <laughs> I don't want to write a book. Um, they flew me to Nashville. I said, we want to pay you to write a book. And so I wrote love, skip, jump, start living the adventure of Yes. And, um, then that did well. And then they had me write a second book that's called ridiculous faith that came out in 2016. And so I've been on a book tour with that and it's been super fun. Yeah. Awesome. The, um, and, and so to me, you, you have this story that just, and, and given your, your former past, uh, you know, being in Hollywood and, and it, it just reeks of at least at the very least, some sort of documentary. Is that in the, are you thinking about that at all? Or I want that for you. Is Thank that- you. You know what, if, if it's supposed to happen, I'm totally game for a documentary or a movie or whatever. Totally. Yeah. I, I, but you I know, I'm, all in the right timing though, too. I, I just think. Yeah. Do yeah. you, do you miss your old Hollywood self at all? Do you miss that life? No. 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 Because <laughs> I, I get to create and film and shoot things for me that um that matter. Yeah. 
I mean, there's enough talented people that can make movies. We don't need another person who has a script, right? I mean, there's so, <laughs> we don't have, I mean, there's so many talented people out there with scripts that can produce movies, but um, I love producing things now that um, are eternal, that, that matter, that can maybe make a difference in someone's life or their community or their school. Um, and to me, that's, that's yeah. a bestseller, you know? <laughs> nah, that's beautiful. Well, um, El, I, um, I'm just, I'm touched. I continue to be touched and motivated by you and, and what you bring to this world and to our community and making it a better place. And I, um, I'm very thankful to have you on today. Thank you. Um, if someone wants to donate, I think you said it early on, but they go to skipone.org to donate. Yep. And it's the number one, not O-N-E, skipone.org. Yeah. Okay. And I love this idea of whether it's a, a company or an individual or a team or, uh, you know, a community organization that they be challenged. So those of you that are listening, everyone's part of something out there. Everyone That's has right. a group, right? Everyone's got a group or even, even your family, just whatever mm-hmm. that group, whatever your tribe is, see if you can motivate someone to skip one related. I love that. Um, and if, if so, for more information on you and your mission, they go to skipone.org and there's, that's, they go to the homepage when they arrive there. How's that work? And how do they get in touch with you? If it's a speaking gig, let's do some plugs. And I love speaking at companies, you know, to their leadership teams, or I just down at the montage speaking. I love, I love, I love coming out your way. Um, so yeah, Shalene Bryan, shalenebryan.com is my website and uh, the books are on there. Um, our, when our splash launches, our thing will be on there too, but we'll, our podcast, but um, you, it'll just say book Shalene to speak and uh, love doing, especially leadership stuff with big CEO companies and Fortune 500 companies and just motivating people to, yeah. I, I believe we're all one yes away from changing everything and leaving, living the adventure of a lifetime. And I just mm. would hate to see people miss that. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I want to air I want to air hug you. It's so it's so rad. <laughs> I'm air um, hugging you. <laughs> I'm doing it. Okay, here we go. There it is. Um, so thank you very much. Guys, thanks for tuning in today for another episode of Brevity Code, uh, the Brevity Code podcast. Um, for more, you know where to find Brevity Code Show at Instagram and brevitycode.com. And um, thank you again. I'm Shalene and um this was fun. Yes. So I'm glad we did it. Thank you for sharing. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of The Brevity Code. For additional information, check out brevitycode.com. For show notes and other guest information, please check there as well. And also check us out on iTunes.